Talk 1041 and a good Monday morning. Hey, hey everyone, how are you? We're on Facebook Live, 1041 Nick Reed. You can find us there at Sponsored by Springfield Wraps, the American Transmission Stock and Text Line, 447-KSGF. Uh, there's some new polling out that certainly is going to ramp up the conversation about whether or not Biden should continue his run for the presidency. Trump leading Biden in five battleground states in New York. Times poll. The New York Times poll. I, I paused at a weird place there. Made it sound like I was saying something different than I was. Uh, 71% of respondents say Biden is too old to be an effective president compared to 39% who say the same about Trump. Uh, David Axelrod uh, over the weekend noting that, you know, maybe Biden should... So you've got these voices coming up again here. Maybe Biden, for the sake of the country, should bow out. It's all about winning for these people. And I, to some degree, obviously, that is going to be the case. Biden, the argument for by Democrats, ultimately, when it comes to whether he should or shouldn't run, has always been just about, can he beat Trump? Can he keep Trump out of the White House? It's never, well, we need him in there because we're headed in the right direction. I mean, ultimately, you know, well, the economy has been doing so well under Biden, it would be awful to see that trend reversed. The quality of life for the average American is so much better than it was before Biden. Uh, We cannot afford for America to get off track. Peace in the Middle East has never been at our fingertips as it is today. So we've got to keep Biden in the White House. I mean, the border has never been more secure. We've we've never been more stable. We've never been more respected around the world. The, the, the steady hand of the Biden administration is something we cannot disrupt. It, it, they, they never trot out the results of Biden and his policies as, as president of the United States, because what they've learned is Trying to do so in the face of reality is not something that's worked in their favor. In fact, there's another article. We'll go over some of uh, of these today in which Democrats are increasingly um, unhappy with the the plan that was implemented to embrace Bidenomics. It became clear the tactic that was going to or that it, it was decided to be used at some point regarding the economy was not only to pretend as if it was good for you and that you were doing so much better than ever before, they decided that we're going to really tout it and brag about it. And the the mindset is that, well, people will believe us that it's good if we are bragging about it, because why would we brag about something that is bad, right? That, that's how their mind works. Uh, but it didn't work. And people are going to the grocery store. They're going to the gas pump. They're, uh, you know, paying the bills. And and so while the Democrats have been out there gaslighting the American people regarding the economy and, and embracing Bidenomics, it's, it's just people have soured on this. And uh, they are increasingly unhappy with the fact that Bidenomics was a term that they embraced. And they said, we're going to run with this thing. 
Uh, also, more anti-Semitism rearing its ugly head. We continue to see divisions within the Democrat Party over whether to support terrorism or come out against terrorism. Uh, Michigan is a real problematic situation for the Democrats in, in the context of the White House because there is a very, very, very significant portion of the population that is Muslim. And the polling numbers for Biden have collapsed in a way uh, amongst the Muslim community um, that they fear that could be the difference between winning and losing the White House. Michigan could go to Trump because of loss of that support. Biden got the Islamic vote by, I believe, 59, 60 percent and his approval rating since what has been occurring in Israel uh, amongst the Islamic community is down in the teens now. So that massive collapse is something that has ca have caused them to, all right, do we side with terrorism? Or are we supposed to be against terrorism? Uh, can we try and find some sort of middle ground here supporting terrorism? And it has put them in quite a, a uh, um, politically an unfortunate position, which I think for a lot of people is a wake-up call. When you have to finesse a position on terrorism in order to try and navigate supporters within your own party, that should be a red flag. If you notice, Republicans don't really have that problem. We know Republicans, they have in the past, the recent recent past. Uh, we saw it with the speakership, of course, had divisions, had conflicts, and, and Democrats in the media love to play that up, how the Republican Party uh, was demonstrating a lack of leadership, this chaos, and it's because of the MAGA Republicans and, and just what total chaos. Uh, but when it comes to things like terrorism, they're pretty much all on the same page. It's bad. You don't have much dissent. You don't have the finessing of the issue. You don't have concern over how is this going to help us or hurt us rather at the polls if we come out against terrorism. That's a Democrat problem. And I would argue that says something about the modern Democrat Party. I've got audio I want to play during the show of a Cornell... He's a, he's a professor, like a plant biologist professor at, at Cornell. And he did an interview with, I think it's Fox News Digital, about the rise of anti-Semitism, or at least the, the awareness, I should say, of anti-Semitism amongst college students across this country. And he expresses... Thoughts that reflect what I have said from the beginning, and that is I'm not surprised by it at all. All of these people, like, they just, I can't believe it. What's going on here? Where did all this anti-Semitism come from? Uh, how did it How did it occur? And he uh, explains that he's not surprised by this in the least because the universities, our education system, is implementing this, uh, this attitude when it comes to race that ultimately leads to this sort of attitude and it's uh, insightful and it's really actually pretty simple and it's one of the reasons so many of us have argued against starting those well 
against intellectually having those divisions crafted in the first place. But when we continue to see the implementation of DEI and critical race theory in the public schools, it's been a big battle, of course, in Springfield. Uh, It is because we see these things are down the road. This is what happens when you play the tape forward and recognize the realities of what the results are going to be amongst people who have that mentality implemented in their minds. So we've got that also this morning. We've got a lot. If you miss any of it, the Ameri- or the uh, the um, uh, podcast, you can uh, catch that. You can, at your convenience, or you can, of course, watch it on our uh, Facebook page, 104.1 Nick Reed, and then ksgf.com and the KSGF app in the on-demand section. Latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Veterans from all over the country are reuniting in Branson for Veterans Homecoming Week. This is an annual event to honor and remember the men and women who have served our country. The opening ceremonies were held last night at the Americana Theater. To kick off a full week of events, organizers say that just one day for veterans is just not enough. Today, there will be a Vietnam veterans reunion, and the Clay Cooper Theater is hosting a veterans show. Garth Brooks will be in Springfield today. He'll be at Bass Pro to promote his new CD box set being sold there exclusively, and it'll feature his album, Time Traveler. Brooks will be joined by CEO of Bass Pro, Johnny Morris. They'll be answering questions from fans submitted on social media. That'll be at 9 a.m. this morning, and the new box set will be released tomorrow. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, 77 for a high today. Tonight, partly cloudy, 58. Sunny, even warmer tomorrow. A high of 80. Take a look at some of this. Former President Donald Trump leading Joe Biden in five of six major swing states, according to new polls released yesterday, as voters largely expressed disapproval of the current president. I should note these are registered voters that were questioned, not people likely to vote. I always appreciate the likely to vote voters because these are individuals that are by their own admission likely to vote not all registered voters are likely to vote and given that the left gets this huge push to get as many people registered as possible with the purpose of registering people who have no intent to vote for reasons of you know ballot stuffing you open up increasingly the number of people that you poll that are not likely going to even participate. Now, that being said, this far out, somebody who says that they are likely to vote may also find themselves a year from now not actually deciding to vote. But still, these are registered voters. Trump leads Biden by 10 points in Nevada, six points in Georgia, Five points in Arizona, five points in Michigan, four points in Pennsylvania. This, according to new polls by the New York Times and Siena College. Wisconsin is the only of those states he's down, and it's by two. Biden carried all six of those states in 2020. All six of them. And he's losing according to the polling, in five of them. 
59% of voters in those states that Biden had won, quote one, we'll say that, say that they disapprove of his job performance, while 38% say they approve. Meanwhile, 71% of respondents say that Biden is too old to be an effective president, compared to 39% who say the same about Trump. Additionally, 62% of voters said Biden does not have the mental sharpness to be an effective president, while 35% said he does. And clearly that 35%, they are lying to themselves. I mean, there is no, no intelligent, you don't even have to be intelligent. There is no thinking human being that can pay attention to what is going on in the world, pay attention to what Joe Biden is doing, and think to themselves, now that guy, he is definitely sharp enough to be president of the United States, unless the bar is so low for those on the left that they really genuinely think, no, I, I think that he's there. If Joe Biden, this is the question I would like to ask, if Joe Biden doesn't, or rather he does have the mental sharpness to be an effective president, an effective president, what does one look like who doesn't have the sharpness to become an effective president? What, what, what does that look like? 54%, let's see, as for uh, Trump's mental acuity, 54% say that Trump is sharp enough to be an effective president, with 44 who say he is not. More than half of all registered voters surveyed also said Biden's policies have personally hurt them, while 51% of voters said Trump's po uh, policies have personally helped them. The, the, and this is where you get real trouble for the Democrats. This isn't academic stuff. This isn't, well, I'm doing okay, but from what I understand, my neighbor is not. This is a majority of those polled saying that I have personally suffered because of Joe Biden's policies. And on the flip side, a majority, not plurality, but a majority of voters saying when Trump was president, I personally benefited the policies of the Trump administration. Not I'm not just talking about the country or my neighbor or my parents. I'm talking about me. This is where the gaslighting of Bidenomics is a wonderful thing has really come back to bite the Democrats because you cannot convince someone who is standing in the rain that it's not raining. You might be able to convince them, despite what they see on the weather reports, if you're in, in uh, uh, Willard and you're watching the news and, and the news is saying, hey, it's, it's pouring down rain in Ozark right now, and somebody's telling you it's not, I don't know where those reports are, you could maybe convince them that, uh, you know, that actually it isn't raining there despite the fact that it is. But if you're standing in the rain yourself and somebody's telling you it's not raining, if you are drowning in bills if you are living paycheck to paycheck if you are racking up debt on your credit card if you are filling up your gas tank halfway up instead of fully way up if you are uh, uh cutting back on the amount of groceries that you are able to purchase every week telling you that bidenomics is wonderful and you don't know how wonderful you have it and shame on you for not giving biden the credit for making things better see that doesn't work Uh, the poll 
Again, these were registered voters across the six swing states. They were taken from October 22nd to November 3rd. 1.8% margin of error. There is a reality that for a lot of Democrats, it's really beginning to sink in, and that is this may not change. Biden is at a disapproval rating not seen since Jimmy Carter. At this particular time during a re-election attempt. And for a period of time, Democrats were grumbling about ways to, quote, turn this around. Believing that it was just a simple marketing issue. We're not positioning things properly. And so they, they were waiting for the White House to do something magical. And then, of course, you have the Kamala Harris factor and her unpopularity and the anger at, you know, blaming the White House. Well, she's not more popular because you're not using her properly. And it is a failure to realize that while they, the elites in in Washington and in the Biden administration, live in a world essentially of make-believe. They don't live in the same world that you and I live in. And they, they just cannot comprehend that the reason... They are not popular is because of reality, the real life that we are living. And the only way to change the average person's perspective of you when it comes to reality is to change what you're doing. And they're never going to do that because this is who they are. Now, they may try to pretend Defund the police is an example of this, of course, where they have tried to claim that oh, we, we never supported defunding the police. No, no, we never supported that. And, you know, they begin giving some lip service to border security issues. Um, but ultimately. The only way that Democrats can turn around. Their problematic relationship with voters at this time is to change what they're doing is to admit that they're wrong and to do things the way that they are done whenever the american people benefit but that's not who they are and so if all things stay on track here they are potentially headed for a grave disaster Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. I want a great homeloan.com for all of your home loan needs. Seven days a week till nine o'clock at night, you have direct access to the Character team, which is a whole different world than what many of you may have gone through in the past, whether it's some sort of a real quick online home loan thing or through your big bank. And you know, it's never the cell phone of the person that you're dealing with that you have. But that's what you get with IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com. And with the interest rates where they are, and many of you may be holding off, you think, well, we need to get a new home. But, but, we got to wait until those interest rates come down. Well, some of you don't have to. You can always refinance when the rates do come down. I'm not an expert in this area, but you don't need me to be an expert. You don't need to be an expert because you've got IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com. There, um, a number of you have 
texted in um, saying that your uh, the streaming, the app is not working on your phone. I just tested it on mine, as did Sarah, and it comes up just fine. Uh, I don't know. Now, one of you did say that you had an Android. I don't know about the others, uh, but we will look into it. But So it's it's not whatever it is. It is something that is apparently only impacting certain phones because, um, like I said, I pulled it up on my phone and I asked Sarah to do the same and she did. Now, we, we both have iPhones, uh, so that could be the, the, the difference here between the problem that some are having and, and you know, some are not. But we will see if we can get that figured out. Someone else even had said what they even uninstalled it and installed it again and it still wasn't working. So, uh We'll see what what we can determine on that. The uh, Fox News has a story. Democrats begin to distance themselves from Bidenomics. Swing voters call it a jumbled mess. Of course, the Biden team coined the term Bidenomics to promote the idea that their policies were improving the economy. Just give it a nice name. It's like the Inflation Reduction Act. Here are Democrat policies that clearly anyone with a brain in their head knew was going to cause inflation. So what do you do? We'll call it the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, well, that sounds nice. Uh, they do this with consistency, and, and they don't only do it to try to sell legislation, but to demonize it as well. We saw it with the uh, parental rights legislation in Florida. They called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Now, of course, there was nothing in it whatsoever about gay, Nothing whatsoever in about homosexuality. Nothing. Nothing. Well, well, let's just call it the don't say gay bill. And that sounds really bad. Like we're telling people don't say gay. And when you have the media that is dishonest on your side, trying to demonize Republicans in Florida, a state that more people flee to from Democrat states like California than any other state that, you know, you've got to give it a horrible name. You give it a bad name. It doesn't matter what the truth is. And you, you call it don't say gay bill. Well, and, and ignorance is the single most effective tool that the Democrats use and the media uses uh, because it is very effective uh, on those who are ignorant. The don't say gay bill is a very effective marketing ploy, only effective to those who were ignorant again. And I'm not saying ignorant in a way to be derogatory. I mean, who didn't know? Who genuinely thought that there was some legislation that said you couldn't say gay. The Inflation Reduction Act. Now, there were many people who understood that this was going to cause, in, you print more money, you cause inflation. Not a secret, doesn't take a degree in order to understand this because it's been done before and the outcome is always the same. So what do they do? Let's call it the Inflation Reduction Act. The economy's horrible, it's awful. Well, let's pretend as if that you know things are, are are wonderful and that we embrace them and we want credit for it. So if obviously if we want credit for it by calling it Bidenomics, then people are going to infer from that things must be good because we wouldn't embrace something that wasn't good. But of course the problem is the reality of it. 
One anonymous Democrat strategist told NBC whoever came up with the slogan Bidenomics should be fired. It's probably the worst messaging you could ever imagine. But they were all in on it. The only reason that any of these Democrats are now grumbling about something that they were on board with in the beginning is because the people aren't buying it. According to NBC, a focus group from the research firm Engages had a swing voter refer to Bidenomics as a jumbled mess that was really hard to explain. Democratic pollster Celinda Lake also added, originally, I would have said we didn't repeat it enough. I would have said we weren't visible enough out there. I would have said we didn't put enough advertising, but we've done all that and it still doesn't break through. It, 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 I know that they're half they're just off the top of my head. I cannot think of any, but I know there there must have been over some period of time some sort of product out there that was a you know not a good product. People didn't like it. They turned on it, and then the company they just doubled down and tell you how wonderful it is anyhow. And guess what? If the product's bad, the product's bad. Now, in terms of flops, marketing flops, uh, what is it? The new Coke may be a a way to analogize this. And new Coke, oh, it's wonderful. It's new. It's fantastic. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you tell people something is good. If they don't like it, they don't like it. Remember, there was a period, I think it was in the late 90s, where, uh, uh, was it Olestra? There was some ingredient that was added to, I believe, potato chips primarily, and it was supposed to allow the production of the chips to be healthier. And what it ended up doing was giving people diarrhea. Well, that was the actual people were having diarrhea because they would eat these chips in which this this was used. And you can't go around telling those people, no, you don't have diarrhea. You can't go around telling people, no, no, you enjoy this. This is fantastic. I mean, you can do that, but it's not going to change the reality of things. When you live in a fairy tale world and you convince others that they too can live in a fairy tale world, but they are actually stuck in reality, You've got a a, a real disconnect there, and people are beginning to wake up to this. Traffic Update, I'm Nick Reed. Hey, One Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. Getting into winter, make sure that your vehicle's ready for it. There are a lot of things about your vehicle that the cold weather is going to have an impact on. Of course, your fluids, your tires. But a lot of those belts and hoses, they may be a little more brittle than they were a year ago and while they have been surviving and handling the work that they need to do in in the normal weather you start getting those sub-zero temperatures and uh, that could be the difference between a hose busting off cracking or a belt flying and none of that is good especially when it is cold so have all that stuff once over by a1 custom car care all of their location info under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 77 today, 58 tonight, and sunny with a high of 80 tomorrow. Hey, guess what? We have a first responders breakfast coming up this Friday. That's right. If you're a first responder and you join us for 
our live broadcast at Scramblers Friday morning between 6 and 9. You are going to get free breakfast. That thanks to Pyramid Roofing and Barker's Frame and Collision. So we'd love for you to come out and join us. We mentioned earlier that I've gotten a message from a number of you that are not able to stream the the station. Um, some on the app. Someone said their laptop as well. We, uh, we're able to on our phones. And we have iPhones, and so I thought, well, perhaps that's the difference. But a number of you uh, have, uh, well, one said that uh, she has a Google Pixel, and she is fine. Um, I don't know, did anyone say that they had an Android? I don't know if any Android, mine is working, an Android with AT&T. So uh, clearly, though, some of you, for whatever reason, um, are are having a, a problem and it could very well be something on our end that is causing certain phones to work while others don't. I, I don't know the answer to that, but Sarah has reached out to our quote support team, which you think they do a fantastic job, you were saying. Oh, yeah. Best support team <laughs> it, It's not there. an internal thing. It's not, we don't have no, our own. No, yeah, it's third party. Which, I, you know, that's always the case when you have a site with any sort of, you know, I mean, you it's third-party stuff, and so we are at the mercy of, of those folks, and Sarah has reached out to them to see if they can figure out what's going on so that things can get up and rolling for you again. Okay. Oh, hey, we had, a I thought, a great time at the Burbs. Yes. Yes, thank you to Alamo. It was really funny because we I got there about 12.20. The movie was showing at 1, and Houston had told everyone well like 12 30 to 12 45 if you want to arrive and i'm aware that our listeners are very good about being punctual mm-hmm. they're rarely late i mean it just never happens and oftentimes even a little bit early so that's why i got there about a you know 12 15 12 20 or so and i went and set up the banner just outside the, the our theater i didn't go in i you know chatted with the the projectionist about how things were going to roll and then went out side and well you were out there and talking to you and and it was like 1240 and one person had come in and I said I'm actually kind of surprised I know I was like is anybody yeah. going to show up I was up like for that's this? really odd it's just unusual and so I went and stuck my head in the theater and over half the seats were full already I, they had gotten there before 1230 even which was fine I mean it was I, I just I thought well that sounds about right Yep. punctuality and it was and great it was too. yes it was nice to be in a theater with just kind of mm-hmm. you know everybody kind of knows each other so people were just openly laughing making comments and, and yeah and it was really i i think alamo does a really really great job when they had first opened i recall going and at the time thinking man the service was just i don't know I was a little worried about it, but over the past couple of years or so, it just seems spot on in all the experiences that I've had. And one of the gals, as the previews were, well, they weren't previews, but just the opening sort of uh, sequence, because it was a movie of our picking, so it didn't have previews before it. And she said, hey, I know this is, you know, all your grouping and everything. And, And she said, so do you still want us to be on top of talking and stuff. Because if you haven't been to Alamo, one of the things I really like about Alamo is if you're disruptive, if you have your phone out, if you are talking, they will come and give you a warning. And then the next time you're out. And you and they you can complain about other people too if you want to, because uh, my wife was she wanted us just for fun to complain about Jeremy and see if they would like oh, say yeah. something to him <laughs> just to just to you know 
screw with them a little bit. <laughs> but um, and anyhow, so she came. She says, hey, I know this is your group. Do you still want me to do that? Or is this a little more relaxed? And I said, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm not too concerned. But I thought that was really nice for her to come over and, and you know, just to be aware that it was a, a private showing of a film. And so we may not necessarily have needed that sort of uh, oversight and and took the time to ask. Right, and yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah, they just did a phenomenal job. And I was really pleased. And uh, it was fun to watch that on the big screen. Yes. It was funny because someone made the comment afterwards. They said it had a real 80s vibe to it. And, well, it was an 80s movie. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't ask Tom Martz. Because he actually was one of the winners. He and his wife came, and I didn't ask him what he thought of the movie. I'm going to wait until Friday on air and see I what I actually was sitting right next to him, and I forgot to ask him, too. Okay. So we both failed on that. All right. Well, well, I'm going to ask him on air. There you yeah, go. Because there's one thing that I really, really appreciate about Tom Martz is he will tell you honestly. He's not going to, well, I want to be nice, and so uh, I, I'm going to pretend as if things were better than they were. He tells you straight up. That's why I, I, his recommendations go far with me. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do another one. I, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a blast. All right. Um, someone texting in, I have an Android. Streaming is working there. Um, I use iHeartRadio. Yeah, that's, uh, if you, I know with Alexa, you have to use iHeart the uh, radio in order to, to hear us that way. iPhone is good. Another, I'm on an Android. It's working fine. So... Uh, many of you are receiving the stream fine. Some of you are not. That was something that uh, a number of you brought to our attention as soon as the show started. So if you're joining us late, that's what we're talking about. All right. Stacey Abrams. Now we, New York Times released polling that showed out of six, quote, battleground states that Joe Biden, quote, won uh, against Trump. Trump is ahead in five of those states. The only state that the polling showed Biden was ahead by only two points with a 1.8% margin of error uh, was Wisconsin. The other states, including Michigan uh, and Pennsylvania, Trump is up by four in Pennsylvania. Uh, he's up by, I think, 10 in Nevada. So this is clearly a bad sign for the Democrats. Uh, and now you have Kamala Harris, who, of course, is very unpopular as well. Stacey Abrams, she is, she's figured that one out. And, of course, you know what it is. Misogyny and racism. That's why people don't like Harris. No other reason whatsoever. The former Georgia gubernatorial candidate and election denier, Stacey Abrams, joined MSNBC's Jen Psaki for an interview on Sunday and argued that Harris would not be under so much scrutiny if she were white. You know the thing about Harris, in all honesty, I don't even, she's not under scrutiny. She, she really isn't. I, I suppose it depends on your definition. It's not a proactive scrutiny. People are not scrutinizing her because people have no expectations of her at this point. In the beginning, sure. Was it because of her race? Like, no white politicians ever scrutinized. No male politicians ever scrutinized. Like Mike Johnson, for example. I mean, Mike Johnson has had nothing but a honeymoon with the media. 
as a as a white male Christian. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, you know, he's just proof that white men that are Christians in particular, they get a free pass on everything in the media. But it's only the women of color that have to deal with any sort of scrutiny in politics. Saki said, I want to ask you about the vice president because she's been under a huge amount of scrutiny through her entire time in office. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. But I want to ask you, as a prominent woman of color who's run for office, do you think she would be receiving the same critiques if she was white? To which Abrams said no. Quote, we will always question the person behind the person, but we cannot ignore the misogyny and racism that remain very prevalent in our politics. And for those behaviors that don't rise to either misogyny or racism, there's also just a difference. Our expectations are set for the traditional white male vice president. Well, and uh, she's right. I mean, Mike Pence, nothing whatsoever but praise from the media. You can go down the list. Dan Quayle, of course. I mean, that guy today still is synonymous with one of the greatest vice presidents ever because of the preferential treatment he got as vice president of the United States. Dick Cheney, clearly a beloved figure uh, all across the media spectrum, pop culture as well, because he's a white male. So no scrutiny for Dick Cheney whatsoever as vice president. It's only the women of color that... Are, are subject to such experiences. Also, misogyny and racism is the reason that Representative Sheila Jackson Lee is under fire. Uh, she is running for mayor of Houston. And it was last week or the week before, audio was leaked out of her just reaming on some of her staff. Now, she, like a lot of other Democrat women, for whatever reason, Democrat elected officials that are women, the one thing that does appear to be more prevalent, uh, at least in terms of, of whistleblowers, if you will, and former staffers, is they treat people like crap. Whether it's Hillary Clinton, uh, Klobuchar, I believe, came under some of this scrutiny. You've got Sheila Jackson Lee audio, which clearly was one of her staffers that must have recorded this and then leaked it out, uh, just calling them every word under the book. And I, they just treated them like trash. Well, she is saying that that the reason for the, the blowback on that, of course, is because she's a black woman, not because she treats people like crap. No, it's only because she is a woman of color. Now, let me tell you, it is people like it, it's the, the presentation that is provided by people like Sheila Jackson Lee and Jen Psaki and Stacey Abrams and Hillary Clinton and all these women on the left that it's damaging to women in politics and people of color, women of color in politics. And I'd say men of color as well, because uh, here's the thing. There are a lot of people, normal people that are not racist, that are not misogynist, but they don't like the idea of being called a misogynist or a racist if they don't agree with a politician. If they have concerns about an elected official and they express them, they don't like for those concerns to be completely dismissed as misogyny or racism. 
And so there is a segment of the population that will be less likely to vote for a person of color or a woman because they feel as if I can't even criticize them. I can't give critiques. I can't be against them. And if I am, I'm going to be called all sorts of names and I'm certainly not going to be listened to. Well, who wants to vote or have somebody represent them in which you can never criticize them? In which you know if you have legitimate concerns about the way that that person is behaving as an elected official, that your concerns will be completely dismissed. In other words, your feedback is totally and completely irrelevant. Making that the go-to, this presentation, that when it is somebody like a Kamala Harris or a Sheila Jackson Lee, or if they fall within these certain categories, that they are infallible and any criticisms that you lob uh, 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 at them are not only going to be ignored, but then we're going to turn our fire on you and accuse you of being racist and, and whatever else under the sun. Uh, that, for a lot of people, is a turnoff. And it will make them less likely to vote for those individuals, not because of that individual's gender or because of that individual's race, but because they are rendered irrelevant in the, the equation of feedback. And in a world in which most people would like to have some say in terms of accountability of elected officials, when you tell them, by the way, if these people are in these certain categories, you're not allowed to provide that feedback, it makes it less likely that some people will support those individuals. Traffic Update, I'm Nick Reed. A couple of different things that we have going on as... Friday quickly approaches. I know it's just Monday. We are going to have a first responders breakfast this Friday. Thanks to Barker's Frame and Collision and Pyramid Roofing. If you are a first responder, you will get free breakfast as we broadcast live at Scramblers Friday from 6A to 9A. Also, uh, Annie, the timeless classic Annie, will be performing at Juanita K. Showings November 14th and 15th. You can win a pair of tickets to that show when you come by, and we'll get you registered for that uh, while we are there. So that's just another reason for you to stop. But you don't have to buy anything. If, uh, you know, maybe you don't have time. Sometimes when we do on-site locations, it's not uncommon. A person doesn't necessarily have time for uh, a sit-down breakfast. You can just swing by and make that registration if you'd like to. Uh, so that will be during our Friday Roadshow with the first responders breakfast this Friday at Scramblers. And we are bringing back our annual uh, give us or, or show us your best shot. This is at ksgf.com where you show us your best your photos, um, hunting photos. Uh, Brad Pistol Safe Money Radio is um, sponsoring it. And there is a prize pack that I know he emailed the details of it over the weekend and we'll unveil some of that tomorrow. But it is a, a tremendous amount of, of stuff. And we've done this the last several years. It's just kind of a fun thing. And it doesn't have to be from this hunting season. You can submit videos or pictures from past as well. And the the winner, it's um, by submitting a photo, that is your entry. It's not a contest in terms of, oh, who has the best. It is simply a... Uh, you know, register by submitting your photo or video, if that makes sense. We've got all the details for all that stuff at ksgf.com. Another traffic update, I'm Nick Reed.